Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. All right, hello. We are continuing this week in the fall of man. A very sober subject, but we have laughed a fair amount. So, anyway, that's because we are choosing the joy of life instead of the pain of death, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. I don't know. Wow, that got real serious there. <laughs> <laughs> I say that might I'm be a bit going... of a dramatic stretch, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're talking about um, today. We are going to um, talk about uh, the repercussions of the poor choices that Adam and Eve made as they ate the fruit, which is debatedly an apple. But I just think that the Apple lobbyists probably <laughs> would uh, rather us not call it that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just call it the fruit. The fruit. So, fruit. anyway, Terry, do you want to jump in for us? Um, yep. Wait, can I just jump in real quick there? Yeah. This fruit, put your own fruit in there. Like, in other words, if it's M&M's, as you're going through this scripture, put the thing that trips you up that would have tempted you. Just encourage people to do that as you're reading through. Also, as a caveat, we fully recognize that M&Ms are not fruit. So. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was from the cacao, cacao bean or whatever. <laughs> well, ultimately. Yes, yeah. but it could be your phone. It could be TV. It could be there's, there's something there that you think is going to promise you life, mm-hmm. and it isn't. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. And it doesn't even always have to be, this is, like we're going to go off on a little tangent right here, but Thanks. it doesn't even always have to be something that you think is going to give you life. Sometimes it's something that is going to help you escape and help you ignore and help you hide. Yeah. Right. Which can be life-giving for someone who feels like they're trapped. Yeah. Like yeah. there's something about it in fruit, the fruit of a tree or something like that. It's like, we believe that's going to give us life or eating that. And it doesn't sadly. Yeah. And God didn't, but I'm going to just jump here and then we are going to read scripture for real. God didn't just, he didn't create that fruit to kill us. He didn't create that to do it. It was the way Satan used it. And the same thing, we have a lot of good things in our life that we can use. But if we start using them for Satan to get autonomy from God, um, that's when they become deadly. Yeah, that's where that separation comes in, in that relationship, right? Yeah. So anyway, okay. I'll be quiet. Go ahead. Genesis 3, verses 14 through 19. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pain and pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat from it 
all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. Wow. 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 In all the Bible, I think that that is probably like the saddest thing, really. God's like, from dust you were taken, and to dust you will return. Like, that is not what he had planned. That Mm -hmm. is not what he wanted like he was like man you are perfect and i have this whole amazing place set out for you and then he's like oh he gotta go back to dust mm-hmm. like, i just think, well, think how so sad think about sorry how hurt we feel how sad we are when our kids choose wrongly and we can see that what they're doing to their lives you know not not only in the big big things, but even in smaller things, it's like, yeah, don't choose that. Choose something else that's going to be better for you. Choose something that's going to be good for you. And I mean, I've had conversations with my kids, and it's like you have to choose the right thing. And also, yeah, this this thing that you might do the first time you do it, you know, when you're warning kids about drinking or whatever. The first time that you do it is the very hardest time. After that, it just gets easier. So think think deeply before you take that first bite. Think deeply about it before you let your wife talk you into doing something wrong. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, there are repercussions. You know, and as you're saying that, it's like, I think there's times where, I know there's times in my life where I thought, I got out of the consequences, but I didn't because it was in my head. Yeah. Right. And it, and it changed who I was mm-hmm. Yeah, when I did things that were wrong and it kept me thinking, Oh, I could get away with it again the next time. Mm-hmm. I bet you it won't even matter this time. And it's just a progression again, like um, the sin they were talking about, um, you know, how, Oh boy, our own evil desires turn to sin and then sin goes to death. That's a progression. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So I used to, like, I used to read this passage and hear it in like an angry God voice, right? Like, mm-hmm. God's going to be like, cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. Like, there's an exclamation point in my passage. Like in my version, there is yeah. an exclamation point. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think, like, when I'm reading this, like, I'm I'm seeing this and God is like angry, right? God is angry at the serpent. Like, cursed are you. You will crawl on your belly until you eat dust all the days of your life. And then he talks about how he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So he's like angry. But then I think that there is a shift. And this is, again, not a theological scholar. This is just my opinion, but I think there's a shift in his tone when he says to the woman, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. And to Adam, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. He never says cursed are you. 
He says, cursed is the ground because of you. And these are the things that are going to happen. He never says this. He never puts this curse on them. He puts the curse on the things that surround them and that they interact with. Um, So he, I think, is taking that posture of like, man, this hurts me. This pains me. But I still see you and I know who I created you to be. And I'm not going to change who you are. I'm going to change the circumstances that are around you. Where he, he says to the serpent, like, this is now what's going to happen to you. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. Do you think the serpent wasn't like a snake before this? Since he says you will crawl on your belly. What does that mean before? Uh, you know, everything that I read, because I think that's a great question. That's the one I asked too, is like, it, he came in the form of a serpent and the serpent always, uh, a snake always does crawl on its belly. So it doesn't seem like he took away his legs, but just that, um, and you will eat dust. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. I, you know what? I wonder what that if if God's seeing him not so much as the serpent, but as Satan, and He's really trying to to make it clear this is what's going to happen to you, Satan. In a, now I'm really stretching this. It just occurred to me, but it's like kind of in a metaphorical way. Mm-hmm. You're going to eat dust. You're not going to win this. This is not your victory. It may look like you have a victory, but you're going to be cursed. You're going to crawl on your belly all the days of your life. Um, you, you better be careful because this woman, the one you tried to use to tear me, to, to destroy everything, she's going to come and she will be a part of what happens to you at the end. Um, her she's offspring will crush seat. your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I remember part of it. I'm sorry, but I remember part of it was like the a snake as it's crawling on its belly really can't do anything. Uh-huh. Can't, um, they have to raise up to strike. Right. Right. And so if the um, if he if he cursed him, that it wouldn't be able to raise up and strike. And that's the part about striking his heel. Right. It's not a death blow. Not a death. It's not. A yeah. Death blow. Yeah. But she will crush your head. And so looking forward to the Messiah. Right. The Savior. Right. Um, his her offspring. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what I read. I don't know. But I really do blame Eve because now we had to have pain in childbirth. <laughs> I'm blaming Come Adam because I think this is where the mosquitoes came in. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And that part, um, I questioned this a long time ago, and I don't know if the answer is right or not. But this part about um, your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. I was kind of questioning that or when I was a younger Christian and um, I was kind of taught that it means she wanted to usurp his place. She wanted to be the head of everything. She wanted to be the head of the home and um, but he would rule over her. Well, my translation reads, and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. But how many women have you talked to when they have problems in a relationship or in their marriage and they just want to change the guy, right? (laughs) I'm going to, I can change him. I can make him change. That's what that is. Mm. We want to control. Um, But God didn't set it up that way. We're not supposed to be controlling anybody. 
Um, and a man doesn't control a woman either, but he's supposed to be the head of the house, like Jesus is the head of the church. Um, and we are supposed to be under him in submission to him. Um, so I, I think it's it's kind of a setup right there that now men and women are going to have this um, ungodly relationship because of the fall. It's not mm-hmm. going to be easy anymore for the wife to be um, in the position that she should and the husband to be in the position that he should be in. Now we're going to have some conflict. Mm-hmm. Part of that, part of the fallen world. So obviously Adam and Eve were pretty equal, right? In the garden. Mm-hmm. Right. And she, even though she was made of man, she sure didn't have any trouble talking to the serpent and deciding to pick that fruit and eat it and then give it to Adam and say, here, this looks good. Don't you think? Have a bite. So I don't think she was like, you know, gee, is it okay if I talk to the serpent? Um, would that be all right with you, Adam? She's not asking any questions like that. So she's, you know, they're, they're kind of side by side there. But now it's going to be a little bit different. She's mm-hmm. going to want to be the head. Um, and I think that that's caused a lot of problems for us. Mm-hmm. You know? A little bit of power dynamic there. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think in our society today, we have a lot of passive men. And I think the reason we have a lot of passive men is because we've had a lot of women who have usurped man's authority. You know, we've, we've thought, oh, we could do a better job of it. We'll, we'll change because we know best. And that's a pride issue. Again, back to that pride. Back to that pride issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if this is where it comes into play that um, women are typically, you know, a lot of women are fixers. Like, I just yeah. want to fix it. I just want to fix mm-hmm. it. Like, let me just fix it. I'm going to fix you. I'll right. fix you. <laughs> right. I'll fix you yeah. and I'll fix him and I'll fix her yeah. and I'll fix yeah. this and I'll fix that. And I've, yeah. I've got it and, and yeah. I can just fix it and take care of it and it's going to be fine. Yeah. And I wonder if this is where that comes into play. Like, is this where this starts? Yeah. That, that because, that's a good. We, you know, he will rule over you. So like, now nah, you're not going to get to fix him. You're not going to get to, yeah. that's not how it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then we move on to Adam, his curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about um, farmers, and they're out there, dusk till dawn, dawn till dusk, working in the field all the time, and all the stuff that they have to do to prepare the ground and to plant and to make sure it's watered properly. And then there's the weather that comes in and and can ruin crops. There's bugs and pestilence that can come in and ruin crops. And if you don't get a good crop one year, you're behind. Yeah. You're really right. behind. And um, and it, through painful toil, you'll eat from it. So it's like, oh boy. Um, their sin has caused a lot of pain. It sure has. Yeah. I found that that part of verse 17, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree from whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. So, you know, Adam made a choice that was in direct opposition to God's instructions. Um, 
And so now the whole creation is subject to decay. The whole creation is subject to death. It's not just Adam and Eve. Um, and so that's part of, I think, what makes it so hard for Adam is now the earth is not going to cooperate with you. Before everything was cooperating, right? Well, now nothing's cooperating. Men and women aren't going to cooperate. The earth is not going to cooperate with man. We lost our ability. In the beginning, remember, God said, subdue the earth, rule over it. Mm -hmm. um, and the earth was responsive to that. But now the earth is not going to be so responsive. You know, we're not going to have the same authority in the earth that we had um, or the same ability to elicit that cooperation that we had in the very beginning. I'm just doing tons of thinking right here. Part of it is like the, the, the plan of decay for the earth in general, like not getting into a whole bunch of political stuff with global warming and things like that. But it's like, this is a pattern that was set in place here, you know? And the other thing that keeps happening is the pattern was Adam listened to his wife and that created the problem. It was one of the things that contributed to the problem. Let me say it that way. And so then God sets it up so that she'll listen to him. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like they're like yeah. in direct. <laughs> yeah, Fli a flip. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I guess I'm not seeing. So anyway, I'm trying to put it together. And I don't think I have it. But just like how intentional the curses were on the earth, how intentional God's setup was for the woman to have to, um, but I can't quite fit everything in together right now to have to listen to Adam. So do you think it was like, look, you had your chance and he, you had your chance at authority in the fact that you could have said, we are not going to eat this because mm -hmm. the serpent came to her first. So that would put her like in first authority or whatever. And so she had the chance to say, I'm making this decision for both of us and we're not eating this. And since she did not do that and failed miserably with like the worst repercussions of all time, that that's when God says, you can't be listened to, to begin with, because you make stupid choices. So now you have to listen to him. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, well, there was it, no cooperation with Adam and Eve in the beginning. She didn't say to Adam, hey, Adam, come over here. The serpent says... We should eat from this tree, and then we'll be like God. She doesn't do that. She makes an autonomous decision mm -hmm. with no cooperation with Adam. So I think that's that first break mm -hmm. in the relationship that God has established between a man and a woman. She decides she can just decide for herself, right? Then not only does she, does she decide for herself, but then she decides for Adam. Here, you need to eat this too. You should, here, try this. It's good. So... When I look at that, I think, you know, she, she and Adam were supposed to be a team, right? They were meant to be co-equal, a team, when she chose not to work as a team. She stepped out on her own and made her own decision. So w when I read that, that's, that's how it hits me. Um, mm. You know, and I, I kind of understand that. You know, my husband traveled a lot when we were first married. I made a lot of decisions mm -hmm. without consulting him because he just wasn't around to consult. Um, but we also had that understanding between us that I was acting for us 
you know, that was, that was a, we came to that decision early on um, that if he was gone, I was going to act for us. I, I still was never just acting for myself. Um, even when I was making some of the decisions that I was making for our family. Um, but I think here, Eve, she's just acting for herself. She's not, cho- she's choosing not to cooperate with Adam, not to work with him, but to work just for herself. Mm. That's good. I'm agreeing with you. And then I'm also seeing protests at the gates of how misogynist we are. As they're saying all this. Yeah. So I think that there is, um, there's a balance, right? Like this passage is not to mean, like, I really don't believe that this is to mean like the man is the head of the household and you will do whatever he commands. That not is like that. not like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. But God didn't set that up right. that way. He's head right. of the household. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to do everything. That's right. And like, yeah, he's head of the household with the caveat that he is going to lead the house in the way that God and Jesus lead the church. Lead the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with nothing but um, love, nothing but um, kindness. And that does not mean niceness or goodness, because sometimes being kind is doing the hard thing or making the hard decision, mm-hmm. um, but not kindness or uh, kindness, but not like niceness and mm-hmm. um, fluffiness. But um, that's the way that, that the example that the men are to follow. I know it's like, no, when you said fluffiness, I'm like, I just can't picture my husband being fluffy and fluffy. I just like, it doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we have to be very careful not to think that God has set Adam up as, or man. Yeah. Up as like, you know, the king. The and the woman ruler. is like a, Yeah. Right. The supreme ruler and woman is a nothing. <laughs> no, God always intended. Remember when God made man, that included woman. He right. made them male and female. So if God sees us as one creation. Okay, so he's not saying man's better, higher, stronger, mm-hmm. smarter, more capable. He's not saying the man is that when he, when he sets things in a certain order. He's just kind of giving everybody a job. And, and the part, though, he, it seems like he created this relationship right here with this. And I think you're right to protect that connection of sameness, not man over woman. It was to, how, how you were representing Dan, right? It was like that you guys had already had an agreement. You already had a connection. Even though you were the one saying the things, it was done out of both people coming together. And doing that. And yeah, so that sounds better for me. We agreed how we would deal with our children under certain circumstances. But if he wasn't there and I was the one dealing with the circumstance, I dealt with it the way we had agreed to deal with it. And there's another piece in this um, where the men are supposed to love women, their wives, sacrificially, Mm -hmm. sacrificially, like Christ loves the church and was willing to give his life for them. I think that is an amazing thing to have in a marriage. And I think that has to be there with at least one person. It has to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where they're willing to sacrifice 
their lives to make sure that people are okay. And if a man loves his wife like that, there's no way that he's going to be um, harsh or demeaning or demeaning or anything else. Right. I'm wondering if, if this pattern would have happened at the fruit time, if, if Adam would have said, Eve, this is wrong. I will go to God before you. I'm going to take care of this. Like if he did that, took authority at that point, and said, we have got to get out of here and get to God or something like that. If that pattern of, of relationship or marriage, what God set up here in this scripture, if that had happened back then, um, wow, my, my brain oh, just that saved us. Yeah. 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 God would have had mercy. Mm-hmm. God would have made her bulimic or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even, even right here, right here in the scripture, oh, God is showing his God would mercy. not have made her bulimic. No, he would no. not have made her bulimic. We need to get this a little bit clearer. Sorry, go ahead. But God's already saying, you know what? We're going to take care of this. This The offspring of this woman is going to strike your head. Well, a head strike is a pretty fatal kind of strike. And all you're going to do is bruise his heel. So. Yes. Wait, let me go back again. Something about the way God set this up because their hearts were revealed too and how they responded to getting caught. So I think he created something like this where the man has the authority and all that, what we were just talking about in the scripture um, to help reveal their hearts and help their hearts heal. I guess I don't see this. This is one of the first times I'm not seeing this as horrific punishment. Minus the mosquitoes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. It all paves the way for Jesus. Yes. All of it. Um, which we, like tomorrow, we're going to talk about um, what happened when they've been expelled. But uh, we're also going to touch on how gracious God is. Even when he's like, you are out. You are done. I have put up. Um, we're not there yet. We'll hear it tomorrow. So before we go on, uh, I'm just going to shut it and I'm going to ask Terry to pray for us. <laughs> okay. But can I just say that's, I guess what I'm seeing is God's grace in all of this. Mm-hmm. Not anger, not, not meanness. I'm seeing his grace and intention. Mm-hmm. I want to study this a little deeper too and just see. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Lord, this has been a little bit of a tough day for us. Um, the The scripture is not always 100% clear. Um, we do know that there are repercussions when we make the wrong choices, when we choose to sin against the very things you tell us either to do or not to do. And Father, we just pray that we would make good choices um, toward life and not toward death. We just thank you for your word that we can... Um, dive in and dig in and that you will show us your hand and everything. And um, when we talk tomorrow, we'll see that you're already at this point, even planning for the salvation and the forgiveness and um, of your people that you love so much. And um, we just pray that everyone that's listening today will uh, look forward to tomorrow and what we have to say uh, when we talk about, our salvation coming when we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
and cut. 